Hello. Chrisette. Hello. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. It's so good. First of all, it's so good to be talking to you. Thank you uh, for taking this time to talk to us. Um, I, you know, I, I, and you've dealt with so much, you know, after performing at the inaugural ball, why did you decide to perform at the ball? Uh, to make as long of a short, a story as short as possible. Um, I really felt like we were missing in action. I felt mm-hmm. like the Democrats, so many of them had decided to sit out and, and I was beginning mm-hmm. to wonder, you know, how our faces were going to be seen, how our you know, choices, our views, our ideas were going to be heard if we kind of stopped showing up. Um, I thought that that day in particular was a day where we needed not disappear and, and sort of say, you know what, we don't like this experience, we don't like this decision, uh, but we're still going to be here. You know, this is still our country. We still, you, we're still part of this country. Yeah, so, so in doing that, did you expect to get the response that you got from the masses? I, I keep talking about the response from the masses. Um, I think we kind of are attributing black Twitter to the masses. And I, I just can't agree with us as African-Americans thinking that, you know, the only voice we have is black Twitter. Um, we have have so many other outlets and we are so many other ideas. Uh, no, I didn't think that uh, black Twitter would show up the way that they did um, and with, with such a, a resounding sound or voice. Um, but I also, you know, received, you know, newspaper coverage and, and television coverage celebrating uh, what happened. So, you know, I'm from Long Island. You know, I'm kind of from a, a more a liberal place uh-huh. where... Uh, people kind of, you know, they kind of say what they really think. Um, and so I had, you know, some of my girlfriends saying, yeah, congratulations, Chris. And I had some of my girlfriends saying, say what? You know what I mean? It, it was definitely mixed. So, what, you know, when, when making a move like this, I mean, who, who do you consult? Do you consult your family? Do you consult your closest friends? Yeah. Uh-huh. This, was a, this was a really big one for me. Um, right. and, and, and times like those, I kind of consult my heart. You know, um, it wasn't one of those things where you can say, you know, hey, friend, you know, what do you think? Um, because it's a tumultuous time in the country. It's, it's a divided time in the country. It's a big deal uh, to be brave in, in the country right now. And I thought that it was better for me not to be bullied um, out of making my decision, uh, sort of how some other performers were. I felt like I needed to show up. I needed to be there. I needed to, you know, make my voice heard, make my face seen and glorify God, you know, say that God is still on the throne. I sing a gospel song um, that wasn't my own. Um, I don't know if people even know what I sang or what I did while I was there. Right. So when, when you look back on it, do you ask yourself or do you tell yourself there's something that you could have done differently? And if so, what is that? Well, I'm doing something differently now. You know, I'm mm-hmm. starting the conversation. I think that a lot of times when I've done things like this in the past, I've gone to Afghanistan and sang for the troops. I've uh, performed at uh, NAACP events and, and the, the National Black Caucus uh, events with Barack Obama. Um, I, n- I didn't speak up about what I was doing. I kind of just did it and, and didn't have a follow up. I I didn't show people why or, or what it means to have a voice. Um, I didn't tweet about it per se. You know, there weren't there weren't any Twitter tweets of me in Afghanistan uh, because I didn't think that people were interested in in politics and in what was going on from an R and B singer. So I, I didn't talk much about it. So now. Um, I've decided to, you know, create a production um, called No Political Genius. Uh, it starts with the Pat podcast. Um, it's a television show that I'm developing um, on my own dime. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just be that voice 
uh, that I don't really see out there right now. We're, we're so quick to point the fingers at other people and, and tell people what to do, but we don't go and take action ourselves. And you're doing that. And, and it's so good that, that you are doing these things and you are telling people about it. Not that you're going around to toot your horn, but it's important for people to know what you're doing so they can say, uh, you know what? Hey, Corsette Michelle is doing this. Maybe I should do this or that. That's the only way we can make an impact in the world is by seeing yeah, others do it. I agree 100 percent. And, you know, I grew up kind of with that background. You know, my mother had a home for people without homes and I've kind of always uh, lived around activists. Um, but growing up in the church, you, 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 you were taught not to really talk about what you're doing, but just to be active. But I think in the world we live in today, you kind of got to say, no, I'm not just singing out a ball. <laughs> I'm, I'm making a stand for, for people who don't have a voice and for people who couldn't be represented here tonight. Did you, did you assume that when you performed, you may have um, had a chance to meet Donald Trump and, and, and speak with him? You know, I've, I've assumed that I'd be able to meet a bunch of people. To be honest with you, the person I really wanted to meet uh -huh. and, you know, able to find out about this is our, our newest uh, U.N. ambassador. I, you know, at the end of the day, the people who are going overseas and sort of representing our country uh -huh. and, and saying who we are kind of a big deal to me. Um, but I didn't go there for a handshake. You know, I went there to, 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 to be seen and to be heard and, and to let, you know, people like me uh, know that they're not by themselves. Um, that somebody is brave enough to stand where other people aren't and, and, and begin a conversation. And obviously, you know, that's what's happening. How does it feel to be aligned with Donald Trump in this way, not knowing, you know, what he's going to do with America right now? Yeah, it's a scary time. I think we're all aligned with, with Donald Trump. We all live here, you uh -huh. know, um, and that's scary for all of us. Barack Obama was at the inaugural ball. I don't think he aligns with Donald Trump. Right. Um, but but it's, it's a scary time. I think we're all very uncomfortable. But, but my hope is, is that we really listen to what's going on and see what stages we can stand on to say, I'm here and I'm not just going to let this happen uh, without making a stand. So, you know, that's how I, I decided to begin his quote unquote presidency. If I could be the first voice that's heard, mm -hmm. you guys to take a look at my history and see what I've done here. Maybe you'll know who's standing. And if not, I'll keep talking. I'm not afraid to keep talking. So what, what are your thoughts on how Donald Trump is treating the immigrants? Right now, at this, uh, this particular moment, it's, it's scary. I think that a lot of what we're all feeling is kind of like un-American, do you know? Like, uh -huh. you know, our quote unquote, right? Because this is almost a cliche term. Our American values are being jeopardized or... Uh -huh. or, or not not what we thought they were. Look, I grew up I grew up as a Girl Scout. Um, my first brother was Vietnamese. He was oh, wow. an immigrant. Um, mm -hmm. First person whom my mother adopted when I was a kid. Uh, so this is this is foreign to me. Um, the idea of sort of not letting quote unquote letting people in into the country. Um, I think we all want to feel safe. I think that you know there are many of us who say you know I, I don't feel safe here, but I I don't think this is the way to go about it. Um, I mean at the end of the there were 325 people who live here who couldn't get here and that's you know that's that's scary that was scary for their families that was scary for their friends and i've got friends overseas traveling to the states right now who i who i'm who i worry about um so you know it's it's not an american feeling uh this sort of division do you have faith in donald trump I got 
faith in God. And that's I what like I that. want to say. I mean, that's the song that I sang was, was about having faith in God because bigger than Donald Trump is, is the God that I serve, you know, and, and, and I got to believe that all things will work out for my good. God is intentional. He never fails. Yeah. That's what I said on that stage. And I stand by that. So let's talk about um, No Political Genius and um, your, your spoken word track where you mentioned Spike Lee and how he decided not to use your song Black Girl's Magic on his Netflix series. What, what would you say to Spike? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had never heard of the, the Netflix series and I was never invited to be a part of it. Ah. Um, but to, to Spike Lee, I would say, you know, it's, it's folks like him who mentor girls like me, you know, the girls who aren't afraid to, to make the next Crooklyn or to, or to create the next documentary or vlogumentary about what's going on. You're supposed to mentor a girl like me. You're not right. supposed to shun me out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was, it was disappointing that he thought, you know, to take uh, to, to the internet when it was really easy for him to give me a call and, and, and give me a better idea, um, which he, he hasn't. So, uh, you know, there's that. Do you think as um, African-Americans, sometimes we're um, a little too critical of one another? I, you know, I got to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way of everybody right now. I don't know that it's an African-American thing. Right. I think that's the way that America is right now. I think we jump to conclusions really quickly. We don't ask questions and, and our picket signs don't match, but we march together. Right. Uh, so it's, you know, it's a time where we're all shouting right. um, and we'll shout together or we'll shout apart, but, but nobody's talking, nobody's having a conversation. And so I'm grateful for conversations like these. When everything is all said and done, Chrisette, how do you want to be remembered? Right. Um, at the end of the day, I've always seen myself as somebody who uh, wasn't afraid to, to say what, 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 what I think. Um, you know, I, I look at people like, um, you know, Harry Belafonte, uh, Audrey Hepburn, um, Maya Angelou, who, who had careers in entertainment and moved into uh, making a change in the world. Uh, and that's who I see myself as. I see myself as one of those people. Um, but they had to, there was a day where they made a switch, uh-huh. you know? And for me, the inaugural ball was that day. That was the day where I said, I can't stand back any longer and, and not uh, create an outlet, a vehicle for, for a black woman who, who, who have voices and aren't afraid to say what they think um, in regards to politics and what's going on in the world. Right. Well, Chrisette, I want to, again, say thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Thank you. We've received uh, tons of emails with support, uh-huh. uh, but everybody can go to nopoliticalgenius.com and, and sign up to find out what we're doing next. It's an exciting time. It's a little scary, but it's exciting. <laughs> Chrisette Michelle, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. Okay, bye